from the trails to the road to the track. If it's running, you'll find it right here on Trail Tales ARP. Run wild. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Trail Tales ARP. I'm your host, Sean Sobon. This is Season 5, Episode 10. And today, I've got the running pirate with me, uh, Josh Wagner, from the great state of Illinois. Josh, welcome to the show, man. So happy to have you here. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so you know what? I have a I have a confession to make. So you're, you're buddies with Emily, and uh, she was on the show uh, a couple weeks ago, back in April anyways. And uh, she was talking about you, and she said you were a pirate. And I'm like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And just let that, I thought she said you were a pilot. Oh, <laughs> like, 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 so I'm like, okay, cool. A pilot. And what is, if I had, if I had realized she said you were a pirate, I would like, hold up. <laughs> so that's, that's how I kind of want to open up the show. That totally changes gears a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so tell me, tell me about the pirate party. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, we do like Renaissance fairs and stuff like that where we go and we dress up and we run around with a bunch of other people who dress up and cosplay and kind of just enjoy the day outside and um, there's a there's one kind of close to my house called Bristol Renaissance Fair and I'm always a pirate so I dress up you know hat sword feathers uh, and always kind of drinking and having a good time with that (laughs) so that has been going on for uh, several years and then um i'm a uh, lighting technician or a roadie by trade so i travel a lot and i get on a boat or in on the ships and on planes and buses and all sorts of stuff i travel all over the world and uh you know it's one of the things i take with me is my pirate flag and it's just kind of a funny thing and then i have you know the big mustache and beard and whatnot and go with that yeah yeah that's so cool man you know you're the first you're the first person I've ever met that does those Renaissance fairs. That's really cool. And uh, you're the first roadie I've ever met too. That's pretty. That's, that's, kind of, that's awesome. We got two firsts in one go. Yeah, man. That's, that's a, that's a pretty well job, man. You get to travel and, and do all mm-hmm. that stuff. Have you done, have you, have you roadied for any, any famous people? Uh, yeah, I'm lucky enough to work for a company named Upstaging. And uh, so big named acts like to hire us to do their lighting and, uh, travel with them and uh, set up every day and tear down every day with them and we we basically every show that comes through town you know uh, somebody is doing the lighting and a lot of times it's us cool man. so I've done done pretty big names I've done like Paul McCartney and the Rolling Stones and ACDC and stuff like that or the bigger wow. names I've lucky enough to tour with Wow, man, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. That's a uh, that's a different story for a different podcast for sure. But <laughs> <laughs> it could be many hours on that one. Oh my gosh, that's awesome, man. So, yep. so yeah, man. So you've been you've been running for how long now, Josh? Uh, just under six years. Okay, okay. And uh, what kind of got you into running back then? So uh, I was home from the road. Uh, 2015 and I got the chance to go to the Chicago marathon and watch my sister-in-law run. And it's just like, I can't remember her fourth or fifth marathon and her fourth Chicago. And I had never been home to see it. So I went and watched and just the vibe and just everything about it was like, Oh man, this is so cool. Like million people are on the streets cheering for people they don't know. And 
you know, the, the, we got to see the elites run by and, you know, that was awesome. You know, it was like 10 Kenyans and, you know, the, how fast they are. And it was just like awesome to watch them. And, uh, some just like bit me right there. And I looked at my wife and uh, I said, you know, I want to do this sometime. I like bucket list, you know, put it on the board. I want to do a marathon. So uh, 2016, I, I entered the drawing for Chicago and I got in and I ran the next year. No kidding. So that's, that's a pretty, that's a pretty cool origin story. I guess um, you went to see it firsthand and thought, man, I got to get, I got to get into this. I had to get into, I don't know what, I hated running growing up, like playing sports and stuff like that. That was like, I hated it, hated, hated, hated. I was the kid that would hide behind the bushes and avoid running the laps at football practice or something, you know, <laughs> I'd wait until they ran the last lap and jump back in. So I just, something, some sort of a bug bit me that day. And uh, I just, I had to do it. So the next year I started, you know, just running a mile and uh, working on that mile until it didn't suck. And then uh, and I started moving up from there. So I got lucky enough to get in and I, I ran my first Chicago the very next year. That's amazing. So when you first started running, um, did you um, prescribe to any or subscribe to any plans out there? Or did you just kind of just run by feel and go, go that way? The first year I kind of got in with the Nike, um, the Nike running app and yep. just followed they had a training plan on there that I followed and I kind of looked up on like uh, Google and stuff, you know, training plans and followed that. And as best I could, um, you know, increasing the miles every week. And then uh, I guess I didn't follow everything cause I ended up getting hurt in like July and was out for six weeks with a strained tendon in the bottom of my left foot. Oh no. I had to take like six weeks off and be in an air cast and, it was uh, the beginning of a long saga of interesting injuries that I keep getting into. But yeah, so I, I came back from that and I, I towed the line in 2016 and uh, I ran my best time ever, actually. So I came back from this injury and ran, you know, the whole time I, I was expecting to have to walk and I never did. And it was kind of a cool experience. And then it was like, I don't know if it was just adrenaline or what, but it carried me all the way through. I met new people and, you know, talked to them the whole race and just watching it was, it was amazing. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, having that, having that injury and then being laid up for six weeks and having to come back from that, this is all for your first, yeah. your first marathon, man. That's a, you're, you're getting well, like a taste of everything all to, at once. Yeah. Welcome to running, you know, midsummer heat runs. We're going to, you know, throw in some strained tendons in your foot and, uh, oh yeah, air cast. Don't put any weight on it. It was it was very interesting. Oh man. So, what was the experience like being a participant in the Chicago Marathon as opposed to uh, like being on the sidelines? How different I, was that? You know, it was like a hundred times more magical. I don't. It was one of those things where you you experience it as a as a. Um, pedestrian and you're, you're watching the people run by and you're feeling the crowd, you know, in one spot or two spots, if you move with the people and, uh, running it was from, from the first mile all the way to, you know, 
all the way to the end, there was just nonstop energy. And Chicago is one of those cities that, you know, I didn't realize that people would come out and watch people run and hurt themselves and like, you know, do this thing that most people will never do. And there was, like I said, like 1.4 million there that year. And you heard every one of them, they were playing music and it just, it just hyped you up so much. Like I had my earbuds in, I took those out. I threw them away. I was like, I'm done with that. You know, just listen. And uh, <clears throat> it was, it was just so magical. And there's really no words to describe the feeling that you get from that amount of people cheering. You know, I did my name across the chest, you know, cause uh, my sister-in-law said, Oh, if you put your name on you, they'll chant your name. You know, they won't just be like, Hey, runner, go, but it'll be, Hey, Josh, go, go, Josh. And it was true. You know, they, they were yelling my name and saying, you know, all these great things and how I was doing awesome. And it was like, man, you really feel good about yourself and what you're doing. And like, you know, all the, the silliness that you had gone through the year to train to get to this point all made sense now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's magical is a great word for it. Like you said, and you know, my first race experience was, was a 10 K in the city of Mississauga where I used to live. And it's, it's, you know, the event is nowhere near the size of uh, Chicago. Like they do a half marathon and marathon as well, but yeah, I was uh, on a smaller scale. I had that same experience myself, just like complete strangers cheering you on. And the vibe there is so awesome. I thought this is, this is really cool, man. It's like one of the most amazing feelings. It, it really is. And it's like a community. All of a sudden it's like, this is my, this is where I belong. This is what I want. So. Yeah. Okay, man, that's pretty cool. So, um, you know, b- besides your first marathon, do you have any races that you've been in um, over the past six years that particularly stick out in your mind? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The first one, obviously, like I said, was, was the best, uh, most stand out just because it's your first, that was my first race ever. I had never, never ran and put a, a bib on ever before that race. So that was a really big one. Uh, the next big one would have to be, I know Emily touched on it a couple of weeks ago, but Byron 10 miler trail race, uh, that Chris puts on in Byron, Illinois, it was, uh, really the first it was the second time I'd run on that course I ran a preview race a run with him a couple weeks before but that race like introduced me to trails and that was like a whole new level of amazing and so that was like uh the adrenaline of racing mixing in with like mountain biking and hiking and nature dirt and just amazing. I was like, yes, this is, this just brought my whole running career to a new level. <laughs> just when you thought it couldn't get any better, you do, it was, you do a trail race. Oh man. It was like, oh dude, every year I'm like, I run a lot. I do a lot of stuff for these marathons. And then it's like, but there's a whole new world. And I just started talking to guys who, you know, do ultras. And I was like, oh man, you guys are crazy. That's never going to be me. And never, oh, no way, no way. Oh, okay. I'll do one trail race with you. That'll be fun. Now, as uh, our buddy Brian Drendel says, you know, I, I drank the Kool-Aid that he so graciously gave me <laughs> and, uh, and I've, and it changed me a little bit. Yeah. Oh man. That, that's, that's so cool. So yeah, the trail running is, it's just a different animal, right? It's, 
is so much more. You, you forget you're running sometimes, right? Just because of you, the beauty around you. And you almost have to like pull yourself back in so you don't run into things. Cause you're like, I catch myself like just, just like wandering through mind and space and time. And just like, I'll be staring off through the woods and it's like, Oh crap, there's a turn and a rock and a tree. And uh, you know, you got to pull yourself back in and realize, Oh, I'm running here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So are you currently um, primarily doing trail running now, or are you kind of just doing a mix of the both still? I do a mix of the both still. So right in town here, we have a few trails, but there's no real elevation or any like real technical to it. So I run a little bit of those trails and then I run a lot of street during the week. And then the weekends, I try to go to a couple of the forest preserves that are like a half hour or 45 minutes away and run out there and get a little more technical and elevation in. Cool. Cool. Um, so with, with the trail running and, and the road running now, um, and the racing in particular, um, are you right now focused on just trail races or are you still doing road races and marathons and how do you kind of incorporate your training? Like, how do you, how do you focus for these events now? Uh, so trail races i'm trying to focus more on i'm looking you know i'm looking more at those when i'm looking for signups um but i still have still have the desire to kind of run fast and and run with friends on these road races as well so um i have chicago again this year in nice. october and that's going to be my fifth year so legacy year so i have to stick with it and go through that and do it and, and uh that's going to be awesome and then i'm then I'm really looking at trails after that. Um, and even before that, I think a lot of my long run training is going to be trail races and that, you know, build up different muscles. And I was talking to a buddy that, you know, he, he trail runs primarily for training, but he really only runs like marathons on the road. So he said, you know, it gets you way different strength that you would, um, you know, with anything else training wise. So he uses it and, like Boston qualifies like every year. It's ridiculous. So that's how I'm trying to use trail running to better my road running. And then I use my road running for speed workouts to better my trail running and try to mix it up and, and keep it fresh. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty good strategy. And I don't know how accurate this is, but I always say, you know, a mile in the trail is worth two on the road. <laughs> I, I would <laughs> agree with deal. that 100% yeah yeah it's it's a totally different like you said it's a different animal and it is it it can tear you up in totally different ways and uh, make you feel like you had the best workout of your life in half the time yeah no so true i uh i remember my first trail race um it happens to be my favorite trail race it's a local one here where i'm called chase the coyote pretty cool name and uh i don't fall when i'm running on the road right like i've never had a mishap on the road I came out of that thing like covered in dirt because there were so many roots and things and you get tired. You don't pick your feet up. And I just, I don't know, man, I don't know how I didn't get hurt. Cause I did the thing that you put your hands out and you know, you break your collarbone. None of that happened, but I got jammed up quite a few times. Oh, my wife saw me coming at the fish line. She's like, what happened to you? (laughs) Uh, I like this a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've only fallen once on the road was during a training run where I was pushing my daughter uh, in a stroller and I went over the top of the stroller and like hugged it and she went over with me, but I like 
you know, saved it so she didn't get hurt. Oh, and, wow. Uh, it was like, it was like a weird one of those like sidewalks where you go across the street and the sidewalk, like, you know, does the little ramp up and I hit that ramp up and the wheel turned and it just, it was bad. That was the only time I've ever fallen without ice or anything else like that, where it was like, I just fell on the cement and, uh, but trail running, you're right. Like I've, I've fallen a couple of times there and I'm learning to fall and roll instead of trying to brace myself and like, you know, yeah, I've watched a couple of professional fallers. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Learned true. It. Yeah. There's, there's nothing funnier than watching somebody fall or even falling yourself. It's just, I don't know, even though it hurts, you still got to laugh. Eh? There, I, I go by the rule of first you wait and see if they're crying. And if they're not, you start laughing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to give it that, that five second. Okay. Are you hurt? No. Okay. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you fell, thank you. <laughs> <It was good. laughs> oh man. So true. So true. I had a good, I had a good wipeout in the winter. Uh, it was an ice fall and uh, you know, I kind of like both feet straight up in the air and I, I kind of landed. I'm like, okay, I'm okay. And the next thing is like, did anybody see you? And I'm looking around and nobody was there. Like and that's like, moment, yeah. Yeah, that's like, oh, I wish somebody caught that on camera. That would have been awesome. <laughs> Epic falls. Oh man, that's that's. There's nothing funnier to me. I just I love no, it. not at all. I love it. So I wanted to, I wanted to ask you. So your Instagram profile is is the running pirate underscore thirteen. So if anybody wants to follow you or, or get in touch with you and see what you're doing, they can go there onto Instagram. But uh, you say you know punk rocker. I get it totally. You know. Um, the pirate, I now understand, but uh, ninja, where's, where, <laughs> where'd you do your ninja training? <laughs> uh, everywhere. So um, being on the, being on the lighting tech side of things, I climb a lot of stuff and I, I'm, I monkey around. So we used to say we were monkey ninjas because uh, we would climb up and, you know, fix lights or, you know, do stuff in the middle of shows or with the audience where they would never see us you know, you, and you're all in black and you're, you know, backstage stuff or, uh, you know, run out behind the band and, and pick up a light or pick up a cable or, you know, have to move something during the show or, you know, set changes or whatever. And, uh, it was always a big deal to be, you know, not seen and not heard and, you know, just get in and get out fast. So <clears throat> that was kind of where, like, I started saying, oh yeah, I'm a ninja. And then like, somehow during running uh i run very light footed sometimes so i sneak up on people that i'm running with so if i started later or if i did like an extra loop or something like emily ann i've i know i've snuck up on her a few times and a couple other the people that run with us in the mornings and it, it'll be 5 a.m and pitch black and i don't always run with a light you know and, and just suddenly i'm there like running between them and stuff and they scream and they get upset with me <laughs> <laughs> but uh so that's kind of the ninja spiel is uh i like to be silent as much as possible and and freak people out oh that's awesome man um <laughs> so so what do you like better do you like uh do you like being a ninja or a pirate better <laughs> uh pirate i get more beer <laughs> there you go right <laughs> and if, if you're a drunk ninja you wouldn't be very quiet at that point anyway i'd be falling a lot yeah yeah you know, yeah you're not very stealthy when you're drunk no not at all eh? oh, that's good stuff man um so you had mentioned you know the the ultra kool-aid and uh 
let's let's talk about that for a bit, man. So, um, have you have you run an ultra distance yet, or is this still something you're working towards? No, I have the goal set. I signed up for a 50 mile race in November, so I'll be using my Chicago race as a training run, which will be very strange for me. Yeah, did you ever think that would happen? No, not at all. Uh, the longest distance I've ran thus far is during Chicago. You know, sometimes you get off the main thing and I've ran 28 miles via that course by staying to the outside. So we're going to tackle some new ground this year. Um, I'm looking for a 50 K before Chicago to kind of, you know, test the waters a little more. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm going to run a 50 miler in Wisconsin called T bunk. And uh, it's November, I think 12th, it's either the 5th or the 12th, the 5th. And uh, so I'm curious about what the weather is going to be like, because it's Wisconsin in the Midwest in November. And uh, that can be one of a million ways. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. Is it is it windy out there? Um, I don't know, because I've never ran that particular trail. Um, okay. So how much wind gets in there? Uh, I know like towards the fields and stuff like that, it can be, it can be pretty windy and on the prairies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's similar here. There's uh we have a, the Bruce trail and uh, it's a huge system. It's like 800 and something kilometers that runs across, you know, the province, not, not the whole province, but a good portion, a portion of it. And uh, you know, sometimes you got to run through farm fields and stuff. So you're in the trail in the, in the bush, you got protection. And then I was out there in the winter one time and we we're going, we got to the farm field. And it was just like, okay, we're turning around. We can't do this. It was completely different world, eh? Just like, just totally. right outside of the tree line. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's going to be a different experience for you. And in, in November too, you never really know what you're going to get. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious because like I said, it's Wisconsin and Wisconsin's never predictable. To begin with, so. You all know how I love to run with Piper the Wonder Dog. Her safety and health are my number one priority when we're out on the trails together. And that's why I've been giving Piper Big Country Raw's all-natural joint support supplements since she was a pup. Trail Tales ARP is happy to provide you with a discount code for 10% off your order at bigcountryraw.ca. Visit bigcountryraw.ca and use the code TRAILTALES, one word, to receive your 10% discount today. Run wild. Yeah. Um if you're not able to find a 50k race, I'm sure you will, but have you considered just running the distance on your own just to see what it's like, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. I got a few friends that are, you know, they're training all, all through the summer and stuff like that. So I'll probably jump in with them and, you know, they're crazy. They'll go out for 30, 35 miles and stuff like that. So if you had to, I guess, pick a reason as to what intrigues you about the ultra running, um, how how would you put that into words for yourself? Like, what about what about it? Is it is it is it the fact that it, like it's it's a huge challenge to get this this distance? Is it something that scares you, or is it just like you know? Wh how would you look at it? Um, you know, when I signed up for the first marathon, it was like it it was the craziest thing I'd done. So I think that's part of it is continuing that train of thought of let's keep getting crazier. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, talking to these guys about their ultra experiences and reading and listening to podcasts and stuff like that, it's the the mental game of it, I think, is what intrigues me the most, is how to, you know, kind of get into your pain cave and, and just kind of keep going. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how I do with that. 
And because uh, for me, the mileage isn't necessarily the most daunting things because, I mean, I walk a lot for work. I run a lot for training and stuff like that. So it's more of the mental game and to keep going and face it all at once and then yeah. finish in a time. So, yeah, I, that's there's, there's a couple of different aspects to it there. I think, you know, the, the mental game is is so important when it comes to the ultra stuff. And, you know, I remember doing my first 50K and we got into like 30 kilometer range, which is just around just under like 19 miles in and around there. And I was like, this is weird. This is like no man's land because there's no real like 30K races. You know what I mean? It's like, right. what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. And then you start to get a little bit squirrely and stuff. Eh? And, you, and then and then the pain comes, right? At some point, you got to you gotta, you gotta fight that off. And, you know, you just want to quit or walk or whatever. It's like, okay, well, now I got to keep going, keep going. And I think being yeah. in a race will be different. I think it helps having a person uh to kind of like bounce off of when you're when you get to that point especially training you know when you get to the places of the unknown where you've never been before and you're like ah, i don't know what to do here and talk it out or whatever it was uh i don't know if you heard i had an episode with shannon mick a little while back she's an ultra runner and like a mental health professional anyways mm-hmm. i just saw a post of hers i got to reach out to her she was doing a I think she was in a 50 miler. I can't remember the actual race right now, but there was a checkpoint that she had to go to. And at the 50 K mark, she was, she was hurting a bit. And anyhow, apparently uh, one of the volunteers pulled her from the race that wasn't supposed to do that. And then they, I guess based on her post, she thought she was pulled. And then the volunteer told the race director that she dropped and it really buggered. She, no. was, she, she is livid about it and rightly so. So I gotta, I gotta talk to her and get some more details on that, man. That's kind of, that's kind of scary. So how, how do they make that right? That's so bad. Yeah, I know. Right. I know. So she said it had been dealt with and you know, she's, she's not upset at the race at all or anything like that, but man, I can only imagine like you're kind of going, you have all these goals all of a sudden, just like the rugs pulled out from under you. Yeah. It's it's just crazy. But uh, yeah. Mm. So have you looked at, um, I know you've got some, you know, you've got some friends, Brian, that's going to kind of get you into this, but have you guys discussed like types of uh, nutrition or fueling strategies when you're doing these longer runs and things like that? Cause that's a big aspect to it too, right? Yeah. That's something I'm, I'm starting to dive into now with like research and stuff like that. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I do talk to him and, and a couple of the other people we run with a group called the coyotes in nice. the Rockford area. So going back to your, your race, it kind of tied it in. Um, and so I try to pick their brains as we're running and like, you know, what everything, you know, what, what socks do you wear? What, you know, what, uh, do you use trail toes or do you use squirrel nut butter and nutrition's definitely on that list of, uh, how do you eat? (laughs) Cause it's a different game than like a marathon where you're just doing gels or chews or something to get that quick energy. You got to have, you know, sustainable, uh, fuel. And yeah. more solid food. And that's something like, you know, so now I'm starting to run with like peanut butter and jelly, like uncrustables. And I try to like eat on those or drink like, you know, body armor or something during my runs and uh, start to get somewhat in the habit. But uh, definitely have to work on that a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where, like you said, it's just kind of foreign and it's a different animal. And you know, you'll figure it out through your training and, and through research and, and friends helping you out for sure. Right. So some, something will work, something won't, you'll just kind of yeah. dial, dial it in closer to race day. 
that's that's part of the mental thing that I told you like intrigues me and like kind of freaks me out a little bit is the because uh, like from what I understand like people forget to eat you know you're you just kind of chug along and then the next thing you know you're you know nutrient deficient or whatever and you're like oh my god I, I was supposed to eat like four hours ago yeah 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 so, I think I think it's uh if you're waiting to eat or drink you know when you feel hungry or thirsty you've already waited way too long right yeah 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 do a timer or something like that, but, uh, ah, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Yeah. I, I, I got a couple of strategies I'm going to try out during some of the longer runs coming up. Um, you know, I, I want to try to just kind of like, Hey, I got to run with the food so I can, you know, training wise, I don't have an aid station or whatever. So I'm going to try to like, okay, it's been an hour and a half. Let's have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and not, you know, throw it up. <laughs> yeah that's that's key right yeah i gotta keep it down um what what kind of trail shoes do you like to run in uh right now i'm wor working with some Sockenies. um what is it, the paragons i think i just got them a little while ago and i've been running with them the Sockenies are pretty comfortable but i tried on like the new the newer version of them and they don't fit very well so i have to find a new shoe before that i was just running in my ghosts didn't have a whole lot of technical stuff so you don't need a whole lot of like the lugs or anything do you like having more cushioning on on the on the trail shoes i guess for the bigger distances i think it would be pretty important right i think the longer runs yeah i enjoy it a little bit um i've never i've never ran with a whole lot of cushioning period so that's a new thing too so i'm, I'm learning a lot about uh shoes and drops and uh cushioning and yeah. whatever whatever else because i've always been in like nike um pegasus or like you know very neutral shoes that are uh not a whole lot of no not a whole lot of cushioning not minimalist but not a, not like you know hokas or anything like that yeah yeah i usually um run in ultras so you know zero drop or whatever and, and not, yeah. not too not too much cushioning and they do have models now that have uh increased cushioning but the last time i was at the store i went to go buy a new pair of trail shoes at one of these ultras and they didn't have my size so they're calling around different stores and in the meantime they go and you want to try these hokas on i'm like oh well we'll try them on while i'm here eh? and <laughs> dude it was like running on a cloud i was like oh man this is so tempting and i almost bought them and then like oh we found your size at another store in the ultras so i'm like okay i'll go with the ultras again but i think uh, hokas are going to be in my future man because they were just I, oh man it was phenomenal absolutely phenomenal so comfortable i never thought i would say that eh? i was like wow what is this? <laughs> i've heard the exact same thing from a few different people and i haven't i i don't even want to try them on because i'm like i don't i don't want to go down that road and have the the oh man i gotta have them yeah. i don't know i don't know uh but they're probably in my future i'm not gonna lie i'll probably try them on and do the same thing where it's like oh i got it yeah, all right screw it yeah yeah i think i think i've pretty much decided that when I'm due for my next trail shoes, I'm going to, I'm going to get a pair of the ones I had on. And I can't remember what they were called. If they were the goat, maybe or something, either way. Um, uh, goats, speed goats was uh, in the store that I was looking at before. And I was like, Oh, those look really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Absolutely, man. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many different types of shoes. You just got to try, mm -hmm. you know, trial and error, see what works for you. I know uh, years ago, I got a, a pair of shoes gifted to me from my dad for my birthday. And they're the, nike free runs okay it, yeah free runs anyways i couldn't i couldn't make it past five kilometers in those shoes because i started getting like what i could only call like nerve pain or sensation in my feet where it felt like my socks were bunching up 
and they weren't. And it was so weird. And I, I tried them. Okay, I'll try them again. I tried them. I said, I can't. I just can't run in these shoes. Like, for whatever oh. reason, they did not work for me. And I've heard other people say they love them. So that's weird. so weird. I've uh, I've ran in a couple other shoes, like even going from, you know, the same brand, the same model from year to year, you can get changes there. You're like, oh, man, these the last model was amazing. And this model is like super thick and heavy. I don't understand. And so, uh, but yeah, I've had shoes that just hurt. Like, yeah. you know, it's like this doesn't feel it feels like I'm running on like concrete with my bare feet. It just hurts so bad. So you're right. Like you just have to try them and then hope for the best. Yeah. I've heard of people like stocking up on a certain model of shoe um, just in case they do change it. Like you said, they change it from year to year. So they find one that works and they'll just like, you know, buy several pairs so they can last for a few years. Right. I, I heard a bunch of people doing that with like the Clifton ones before no they brought back yeah because they were like everybody's favorite and then they went on to like different models so they were like on ebay like stocking up on them yeah it's it's crazy how they always have to change stuff it's like you know if it's not broken don't fix it maybe change your color <laughs> color scheme or something like that but don't re-engineer right. something that people love yeah i uh i've listened to a bunch of different people say the same thing and then like there's the argument it's like oh well you know, they have to tweak it a little bit because, you know, every runner is different and they want something new. And it's like, but what about the people who loved it? <laughs> exactly. What about us? <laughs> oh my gosh. So true. So true. So in your six years of running, Josh, um, you know, you've already described some of the challenges you've had to overcome, like, especially getting injured training for your first marathon and stuff. Um, can you elaborate or, you know, extrapolate some of the other challenges that you've had that you've overcome or challenges that you're still facing and trying to, trying to work out? There's a never ending list of these things I'd imagine. Eh? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, especially when your main focus is longer distances like marathons or, or further. Um, so like a lot of the challenges that earlier in my running was, you know, like I said, the injury in the first year kind of set the tone of like, okay, what are we going to do to fix that problem? And then uh, you end up getting like different injuries, shin splints and stuff like that. Uh, I had a couple of different knee issues come up and it ended up being like IT band related. So I had to learn a little more about stretching and rolling, which I'm still horrible at. Uh, and then like some mental stuff too, where it was like, um, I just don't feel like getting up and running and uh you know you kind of get into like a funk where you just kind of stop wanting to do stuff and it's like oh well i don't i don't feel like running today i'll just take today off and then that turns into like two weeks and uh i think it was the 2019 marathon training season where like i just got in one of those funks and i just never really started training until I met up with the run club that we run with here in town, the Genoa Kingston run club. GK. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I ended up meeting up with Emily and I, I came out of that, uh, out of that funk. And we had a small group of people as me, Emily, uh, Bridget, and Greg, we would like meet up every Saturday and do our long runs. But you know, that started in like August and the marathons in October. And up until that point I had run like, 50 miles for training so like 
I got that year. I didn't do well, but I finished and I made it through, but you know, so the mental game played in, but like, I just got into a funk where like from May until July, the end of July, I was just like, man, I have no desire to do anything running related right now. And I just kind of had to like, you know, put that aside and, and come out of that. And then obviously the last year has been a struggle uh, mentally, physically, work-wise, you know, with COVID and everything, everything like shutting down. Uh, so that was a huge, you know, uh, wrench in some gears where we're like, what do we do? Uh, do we keep running? Well, it's healthy, right? So we got to keep going. It's so hard, you know, like getting into funk, like you said, like, I think, you know, anybody who's been running for any length of time can definitely understand what you're talking about there. And, you know, it is hard to get out of it. And thankfully you found, you know, Emily in the GK run club. I think she could pull anybody out of a funk, <laughs> that yeah. but it's, it's great to have people there with you to kind of, to kind of help. Right. It's, it's great to run solo and stuff, but uh, having that community there, there's, there's none better. Eh? Yeah. Prior to that, like I was really a solo runner. Uh, I didn't know anybody else in town that ran. So it was, it was, it was, I think that was a big part of it is I was just, you know, I, you go, you don't have anything to share with anybody. My sister-in-law still runs kind of, but not really all the time. And, you know, I started uh, wondering like, why, you know, why am I doing it? And then, you know, meeting up with Emily, she's just such a bubbly person. And so, you know, so full of energy that, yeah, you're right. You're like, no, we're just going to run. Okay. We're going, let's go. Yeah. 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 It was awesome. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. It's, uh, it's one of those things too, like you had mentioned, like COVID really put a wrench into a lot of people's plans and, and work and life in general. And, um, you know, I'm not one of the people that needs like a race or something to, to motivate myself to run. Like I like to do it for fun and, and just take the pressure off. And, you know, I certainly do like to get into a race every now and then, but there are some people that are very focused on races and, and they use that as their motivation to get out and train. So it's like, well, now I don't have a, have a race anytime soon. So what am I going to, why am I running? Right. Or what am I going to train right. for? Right. So then it's like, it really can, can deflate your motivation there as well. So I think a, a lot of us runners have had to just kind of navigate everything over the past year and a half to, to try to just keep moving. Right. And then, I mean, the virtual races are, are fantastic, but it, it's not the same. You're missing so much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I think, you know, the virtual races are important though, because, as we, you know, sign up for them and, and participate in those, we're at least helping keep the companies that are going to give us live races alive still, right? They still right. Need, need a way to stay alive and exist so we can have those races to go back to. And yep. I mean, where I, where I am now, we're completely locked down. I don't see any live events happening, maybe even this year. Like they've canceled like really big events in Toronto, like the Canadian National Exhibition is kind of like this huge, it's a carnival pretty much, right? And it right. comes for the past two weeks of summer and uh, they've closed that down. And it's, this thing's been going on for like well over a hundred years. So I don't know what we're going to be doing, but uh, I know I'm just going to keep lacing up and running and, and uh, all this other stuff. So I got in June, actually. Uh, it's funny, you know, we're on a podcast. Very first podcast I ever listened to is the running podcast by this guy, uh, Jeff Smith, Smithy in Australia, coach Jeff. And I started listening to him uh, the first year I was running back in 2012. And, um, june they do this thing called run for the sun so it's just like a run streak right you run a minimum of minimum of one mile a day for the month of june mm -hmm. and you can go or you can run as far as you want and uh 
when I did that back in 2012, my son Sawyer, he was, he was, wasn't even born yet. He was just still in the womb. So mm. now this year he's, he'll be eight at the end of June and he's going to be running it with me. So it's, it's really cool. Oh, like, awesome. Yeah, man. So I've got a lot of motivation with that. Like, like now that this year he's starting to want to run with his dad and stuff. It's so cool. Yeah. I don't, even, I don't have to force him. Like it's, it's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. My daughter is six now and she will beg me to take her for runs. And what's even better is I didn't have to force her to the trails. Like that's where she wants to go. Oh, so cool. being six, like she stops like every 50 feet to, you know, smell a rose or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's very much, I want to be in nature and experience every bug. So, yeah. but it's been really cool. She's been a huge source of inspiration. Her and my wife have been, you know, constant support as far as like, you know, these big races and everything else. So a lot of the funks and stuff like that, they've been there to be like, Hey, you know, you should probably go run even if you don't feel like it. And, you know, like I said, my daughter's name is Caden. She's like, you know, she, she'll, push me until uh until i can't go anymore she would uh be in the stroller you know years ago and she would be in the stroller and she'd be yelling go faster so i'd have to do sprint workouts with her in the stroller because she wasn't going fast enough for her liking <laughs> well caden if you hear this you gotta keep telling daddy run daddy run go faster <laughs> go faster <laughs> yeah, she, uh, well, she's amazing you know it's funny i had to uh, same experience with my kids we've got a daughter who just turned five as well and you push them in the stroller and for whatever reason you're running and you're out of breath and they have a million questions for you you gotta say don't talk to daddy when he's running it's so hard eh? we i have a million stories but one that stuck out was we went on a run together around town and we were running through the fair and i was just dying it was hot i was sweating i was just out of breath and it was like same thing she was four so it was like it's like, oh my God, my head's spinning. I can't keep my eyes open from the sweat. And you want to know these answers that I probably don't know when I'm not in this condition. And it's just crazy. Please just give me a minute. Yeah. Oh man. It's so funny. That is. It's I guess they're all the same, babies, kids, and it's but you know, it's it's such a great experience and you know, you're, you're being such a great example for her too, right? Because she's going to see this as just a normal part of life. So hopefully, mm -hmm. you know, as she grows and you continue to run and, and, you know, start crushing ultras and everything, this is going to be something that she just incorporates into her life without even thinking about it. Like she's not going to yeah. force herself to get out and run and exercise. And you hope that's the hope anyways. Right. And, and then they become teenagers and then all bets are off. But until then, <laughs> man, just keep yeah, I'm, I'm soaking up as much as the she wants to be around me time now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Oh, man. Kids are great. Kids are great. Mm -hmm. um, so as, as far as your running goes, whether it's like a training run or a race run, do you have like a particular distance that you like, like a sweet spot that you like to get to when you're running? Training runs, I love a half marathon distance. Nice. That 13 miles is just something, it, it's enough of a challenge that it could be a speed workout or just a nice long run. And uh, I enjoy that a lot. Um, but the race wise, I, you know, I've always been drawn to this marathon distance and now I'm, I'm starting to feel, you know, the desire to want to go for more. So, you know, the 50 miler coming up is, is like that goal for me now. So it's all, all sites are set on that. 
That's so. awesome, man. 50 miles is, uh, that's a, that's, uh, nothing to bat an eyelash at, man. That's a, that's a big distance. I'm, I'm super excited about it. And I keep talking about it and I'm pretty sure my friends are tired of hearing about it. <laughs> I think Tori has to hear it the most. I, uh, I message her at least twice a day going, Hey, I'm going to do this thing. And it's crazy. And yeah. she's like, and can you please stop talking to me now? <laughs> um, when you get to your 50 miler, do you have any plans to celebrate? Do you have anything in specific that you, you can do like a tattoo or something or a new piercing? Or something? <laughs> uh, probably not a new piercing, but maybe a tattoo. Um, I've yet to get a tattoo for my, for my marathon distance. So I might do like all of the above at the same time. Cool. And uh, something fun for, you know, for that. Yeah, that'll be all right, man. Some beer and eat really as much food as I can, I think. Oh, yeah. I think uh, that'll be uh, well-earned at that point, eh? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the post-race meal. Absolutely. And that's, that's going to get you through some of the tough times when you're struggling. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of gluttony about to happen, so it's got to get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, uh, I'm really excited. So, like, I know it'll be, when I get there, it'll be an exciting celebration at the end. It'll probably be really emotional and then, you know, and then just all out, you know fun yeah absolutely when you're when you run out in the in the trails and stuff have you, do you have any like wildlife stories anything interesting that's happened out there get chased by a wolf or anything like that no uh we don't have any wolves around here uh coyotes you can hear coyotes in the morning sometimes okay but uh you it's funny because when you sent me the the questions to kind of see you mentioned a red-winged blackbird and we've oh. got uh, i i think every runner has experienced them but they are the devil. And <laughs> like you said, they dive bomb your head and they never get close enough to actually hit you, but you, you see the shadow coming and it's going to hit you and you just like sprint out of there as fast as possible. Uh, so those are always fun. And yeah. we run into prairies, they have nests everywhere, so they're protecting that or whatever. Um, but no, no big wildlife. Um, we've seen some, some fox running around. Uh, the other day I saw some, some baby fox like in a storage, uh, or a storm drain type thing. Other than that, you know, squirrels and whatnot that scare certain individuals to uh, throw me in front of them to the danger. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that's always fun. Yeah. And, but yeah, no, no, uh, no fun stuff with deer jumping up and running across the trail in front of you which I, I don't know if you've seen those videos online like of like the cross-country like high school kid getting like ran over by a deer <laughs> yes I have. So, that's almost that's, that's almost like, as good as falling <laughs> oh my god you can watch both those videos all day yeah. but you know, so i see deer jump up and take off and i instantly like i'm looking for that deer that's coming across the trail to hit me you know so yeah so that's the excitement that I get when I yeah, yeah. heart the heart starts pounding a little bit. And I gotta tell you one one insane story like that I had. I'll never experience this again. So I was on a trail and um there's a snowmobile trail. It was winter time and uh it was just lined with trees on either side, right? And all of a sudden I hear some rustling and uh, I was I was following these deer tracks that looked relatively fresh. And then up ahead of me, like I don't know, 50 feet ahead of me there's this deer that spills out onto the trail and it's got this, like, we have these things called koi wolves up here. It's a cross between a wolf and a coyote. 
Okay. I think that think that's what it was because it was pretty big and it didn't look like a coyote. Anyhow, um, it had the deer by the snout and it's trying to like take the deer down. I'm like, holy crap. So I just kind of stopped and the deer or the, the dog canine, whatever you want to call it, let go and just looked at me. I'm like, oh, what's going to happen? So then I just kind of sauntered off and the deer stood there just staring at me. So I'm like getting out my phone. I'm starting to record and the deer slowly like walks right up to me. Like I could reach out and touch it if I wanted to. And it had a little bit, a little blood on its snout. And I'm like, Bambi, you okay? It just stood there and I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, we had a moment and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. So I tried to do like a wide circle around it and it, it, it bolted off, man. It was just like insane. I'm getting chills just retelling the story now. It was just like, wow. Yeah. The, the nature and stuff like that, where you like, you like get those up and close experiences and then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, I'm like I should probably go somewhere else and like not be in the cause of danger. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. Josh, you know, we're kind of getting near the end of our time here, but I really just want to say, you know, thanks so much for coming on and, and sharing your running journey with me and with the Trail Tales audience. And uh, I'd definitely love to have you back on and talk about uh, the ultra as it's coming up in November and the 50 miler, either just before or after the race. And we'll, we'll talk about all the ups and downs you've been through. And That'd be great. Um, when uh, my friend messaged you to say that, you know, you should have me on, I was like, I don't. I don't know what I'm going to talk about, but this has been a lot of fun. And uh, it's been a total experience of, of getting to talk to you and, and hang out for a little while. Yeah, man. Uh, I really appreciate it. I've had a great time chatting with you as well. And uh, I have one last thing left to say to you, and that is to run wild, my friend. Run wild. You too, buddy. I thank you. Trail Tales ERP now has a brand new YouTube channel. You can head over there through our website and check out all our latest videos. And please don't forget to subscribe. If you could also leave us a review on wherever you get our podcast from, that would be greatly appreciated. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at trail underscore tales underscore ARP. And you can also join our Strava running group at Trail Tales ARP. Thank you so much for your continued support. Run wild.